Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATP. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, we're discussing two epic melodramas about adultery. The forbidden sin. <laughs> Aren't all sins forbidden? This one, especially. Oh, okay. More so than murder? Yep. <laughs> First up, art imitates life, allegedly. Allegedly. In Am- <laughs> <laughs> in Am- <laughs> As Amitabh Bachchan marries Jaya Bachchan, but loves Rekha in Yash Chopra's Silsila from 1981. Our fellow Letterkenny heads will get the allegedly's. <laughs> Uh, then Shah Rukh Khan and Rani Mukherjee are drawn to one another despite their allegedly marriages <laughs> to Preeti Zinta and Abhishek Bachchan in Karen Johar's Kabi Avadana Kana. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nation and Métis people. We're getting silly. We are. Well, it's how how many weeks into this pandemic are we? I mean, I've been here since March 14th, basically. Yeah. I left the house like six times. Yeah. And, and how were those six times? Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've left the house a bit more because, you know, someone has to do the grocery shopping. You're an essential worker. Yeah. There's also that. Uh, yeah. So I've left the house a bit I'm more. I'm inessential. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we are we are starting to get a little loopy. We're in the lockdown. Yeah. And we really have no idea how I mean, people in India have been in, like, super lockdown. Yeah. So yeah. you guys have had it way rougher than us. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's, you know, if you're listening to this in the present day or if you're listening to this in the future, we're still in coronavirus. This is a hopefully recent past time capsule. Yeah. Right? If you're listening in the recent future. Well, I just know everyone doesn't get to their podcast feed like right away. I'm way behind. Uh, and we've had a few people tell us, you know, that they've started listening and, and they're going back through old episodes. So who knows when they get to the new ones. So, you know, I just, I just want to wave hi from the coronavirus lockdown. Remember yeah. that? This is among the worst times I've ever been alive. What about you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, right? the anxiety has been real. Things happen here too. People cheat on their spouses. Yes, adultery. It'd be pretty hard to pull everywhere. off now. <laughs> yeah, now this is a topic that uh, I think we don't have any familiarity with in our personal lives. Not that I'm going to say out loud. Not that I'm aware of. Um, but something that makes for great drama in the movies. Well, Brendan Brown says, I think he told this to you once, that um, a divorce is not a sad occasion. It's two people who weren't supposed to be together coming to that realization and understanding it. Um, like maybe that was Brendan. I, he t- he definitely said it to me once. I've, I've heard it before. Yeah, but it's, it's like, you know, it just wasn't meant to be, and why prolong it? But these films aren't about divorce. Well, they're about adultery. They're about <laughs> adultery, but they also well, one of them at least has a divorce in it. Yeah, two divorces, or at least a separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the Black Beast, which. <laughs> Who's still probably at large in New York right now, stealing children. <laughs> I mean, there's no children to steal. They're all at home. Yeah. Oh, well, the Black Beast is uh, stewing right now. Where's all the children? I want to steal them. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so these are two films that we've want, been wanting to discuss for a while, partly because of their epic status. Their, and length. <laughs> yeah. They're three plus hours long, uh, and they have these stacked of kind of like yeah. of legends, you know, in in their prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, those run times, we've always kind of looked at them and put it off. But it's it's COVID times, baby. So we got nothing well, yeah. better to do but sit at home and watch these two really long films. It's better than looking at your phone. <laughs> it is, yes. Uh, so, do you have anything to say about I don't know adultery in movies? Brief Encounter is probably the best one. Or the Diane Lane one. Unfaithful? Unfaithful. <laughs> I, I, I do love me or some what's Richard the Beyonce, What's the Beyonce one? Oh, Is it Beyonce and Idris Elba? I don't know. Something like, you know, Forsaken. Or... Okay, we're going to go with Brief Encounter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's something that comes up occasionally in Bollywood films. Not that often. It's usually guys cheating on their wives. But that kind of gets folded into the, like, gangster subgenre. Mm-hmm. Because most gangsters cheat on their wives with their mistresses, and it's okay. Everyone's fine. Mm-hmm. Never goes wrong. <laughs> um, but 
it's not the most common plot mechanic. No, in no. Bollywood. And I think both of these films uh, stick out for their attempts and and potential successes in in discussing adultery from a rather mature point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, also throwing the biggest names in the industry at it. So yes, you know you can. It's a like a prestige project. Yeah. Uh, so first up, we have Silsila, which Wikipedia tells us translates to series of events. This could possibly be the most um, vague title for any film. Well, I mean... Apart if, from, like, flashing lights. If that translation is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I was trying to like films have a series comes, of events. Yes. Uh, all of... Well, unless it's like a... It's, unless it's like uh, Empire or something like that, where it's just like... A still shot of the Empire State Building. Right. No events right. <laughs> transpire. I was trying to figure out what Sosala meant because it does come up in a few of the songs. Mm. And I was kind of thinking more... Um, scandal. Scandal. Yeah. yeah. I think there are layers of meaning to the word that series of events does not encapsulate. <laughs> yeah. So vague. Yeah. Uh, came out in 1981, directed by Yash Chopra. Yash the Smash. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Stars Amitabh Bachchan, Jaya Bachchan, Rekha, Shashi Kapoor, and Sanjeev Kumar. Uh, one of the things that's famous or infamous about this film... Allegedly. ...is that allegedly it is art imitating life. That Rekha and Amitabh Bachchan uh, had an affair at some point that he cheated on his wife, Jaya Bachchan, with mm-hmm. Rekha. And that is exactly what you get in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it failed at the box office when it came out, but it is now considered a classic. And it was nominated for three Filmfare Awards, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Music for the duo Shiv Hari. Hmm. Uh, it's a yeah three-hour-plus melodrama about... Well, it starts out being about two brothers, Amitabh Bachchan two and brothers. Shashi Kapoor. Bachchan is in love with Rekha. Shashi Kapoor is in love with Jaya Bachchan. Now, Shashi Kapoor is an Air Force pilot. Yeah. And I think everyone can see where this is going. He dies. Nothing bad happens. <laughs> and they, uh, you know, have a double wedding. It's no, fine. No. He dies pretty early on in the film. Uh, and wouldn't you believe it, Jaya Bachchan is pregnant with his child. And they hadn't been married yet. So, Avita Bachchan steps in even though he is planning on marrying Rekha he steps in and marries Jaya Bachchan uh and then from there there there's more there's more drama lots mm-hmm. more drama um but of course the heart wants what it wants and he's still in love with Rekha and when he gets the opportunity to rekindle that romance he takes it I think he's got a good argument here yeah Sanjeev right? Kumar is uh, Rekha's husband because she he's a doctor she does eventually marry yeah numerous car crashes in this film and he's on site to fix them yeah he's not on site yeah. but they go to his hospital but I think that Bachchan kind of has he's kind of in the right but this is one of those movies where most of the problems could have been solved with like a very like well written letter and also I think you could say the same about the next one well, like he's yes. like he's got a point, right? He's he's taking over his uh, brother's um, sort of duty. They say it all yeah. the time because his brother's in the air force, and he his duty was to protect yeah. India. And Amitabh Bachchan is a, a playwright. He's yeah. a poet. He's a poet and a playwright. Yeah. Um, uh, something I have no familiarity with, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's also become super rich. That's something I had a problem with for the movie is that he does become super oh, yeah, he rich. He gets nominated for an Oscar. They say he's up for an Academy Award, although it might be the Poetry Academy, <laughs> something like that. But like, I he, think he no, I think it's implied he wrote a film script. He does become super rich and famous too. Like he, they yeah. say, he's like one of the most famous authors in India. He gets an award and he's on TV for it. Yeah, but th- do you ever see people live streaming or like airing on television poetry award ceremonies? The Griffin, maybe. Oh. I mean, they'll. They'll they'll do Canada Reads on TV. Oh, that's true. And I think the but the, is the Canada Giller... Reads ever poetry? Mm, I think so. I think one is one. Mm. I don't know if uh, the world is a wound is on there because that's Billy Ray Belcourt, local boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Giller might also be televised. Fair enough. But that's for novels. But anyway, like I, I never got a sense of how popular he was because there's, there's, there aren't a lot of characters in this movie. No. 
So it was. Those are the basic. He's got he's got a friend five who helps him seduce like an older lady into giving him money. Jaya Bachan has a cousin and her mother and her mother. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty. And I guess Rekha has her parents, but like that's... who mysteriously the picture as soon as she's married off. Yeah. 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 That's like the basic cast. But like he's he's doing his duty. Like he's he's helping Jaya Bachan keep her um, honor her honor right. And I guess this is probably a time when people weren't getting divorced as often as they do now. No, especially not in India. Yeah. So, like, he's I di- get the impression it's still a big deal if you get divorced in India. Like, yeah. I think well, it's, some movies it'd be like she's a divorcee. Us not being a part of the culture. Yeah. Um, as you know, you and I are white. We are not Indian. Uh, I think the stigma of divorce is something that we've never really. Felt or well, had, here, had to think about or had half to deal of with. all marriages end in divorce, right? Yeah. So, you know, he had his whole thing figured out. Him and Rekha, they were like destined to be together. Mm-hmm. And he only married her because he wanted to help her. And well, and she's pregnant with his brother's baby. Sure. They've set up basically like the most virtuous way possible that you could cheat on your wife, <laughs> right? Um, There's no, no one's a bad guy in this. I would say that he's yeah. probably a little bit more aggressive when they start getting back together than he probably should be. I think, I think for me, what really kind of the gut punch of this film is just kind of the twists of fate. Yes. Um, just how, and 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 Chopra knows like just when to kind of twist them. It's like Kuch Kuchahotehe or something like that. Like someone dies in a really spectacular fashion and kind of everyone else's life is changed forever and they have to make new decisions and mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah, and I think like he, he knows just when to kind of... Twist the knife? Yeah, and like change the trajectory yeah. of, of how this is going. Uh, I quite liked this film. Uh, we should say that we watched it on Amazon Prime. Looked beautiful. It looked amazing. We yeah. frequently complain about the lack of decent transfers for older Bollywood t- titles. Yeah. This one looks impeccable. Yeah, we don't know it if it was beautiful. shortened, because they do that sometimes on Prime. Right. But, like, it looked great. And the it subtitles, fantastic. pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. This has been one of the best experiences of, of watching an older title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really, really like it. It was in better it. shape than Kank. I think so, yeah. Because there's scratches all over that. And yeah. that movie's only 14 years old, and this one's 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just thought it looked amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Douglas Sirk. The American Yash Chopra. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, who who made um, a number of classic Hollywood melodramas. Uh, Imitation of Life, All mm-hmm. That Heaven Allows, Written on the Wind, Magnificent Obsession. Uh, a number of them are in the Criterion collection. Uh, and and this, to me, was like Cirque planted in yeah. in India. So it, And it has all those kind of trappings of... It's kind of what All, of, heaven, all That Heaven Allows is about, right? Like, there's, there's infidelity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, uh, Invitation of Life is more the race thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this had all the trappings, I think, of like a really good melodrama. It's mm-hmm. about kind of the romantic entanglement of kind of the upper middle class or upper class. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say the kind of like people seem rich in this film, but I don't think they seem quite as rich as they can in, in like Written on the Wind. Their house is pretty big. Yeah. And they had a zebra skin rug. <laughs> yeah. That, actually, that's a Like, by point. the end, they're, I think they're filthy rich. Yeah. Um, Enough that you could, like, pay Jaya Bachchan <laughs> off, right? Yeah. Probably. That's true. Yeah. That's you could good. do something. Yeah. yeah. So it's about kind of, like, the romantic entanglements of, yeah, of of the, of this, this like, the melodrama kind of always, like, always has to be about rich people or because like it's people not, who are pretty well off. Well, do you know why? Why? Because it's not fun right. if it's poor people. If it's poor people, you just feel like even worse. Well, exactly, because they, they can't With rich have... people, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, that, oh no, the rich people. They can't have economic struggles. I guess yeah. imitation of life is kind of an, a, yeah. um, an exception to, to these rules mm-hmm. um, because there is kind of some economic struggles there. But she marries pretty rich, as I recall. Yeah, but the yeah. the she starts off poor. The daughter and her, the black daughter and her mother. Like, yeah, they're always kind of indebted to their white um, employer. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, 
So that that that's one of the trappings. Do you agree with me though that like melodrama only works for rich people? I I do to a certain extent. Yeah, I yeah. think it does because you need to kind of remove yeah that the difficulties of kind of economic struggle. Like if you people... only you only feel so bad for them, right? Like <laughs> like sure they have a loveless marriage, but look at their nice house. <laughs> but it's also it's also part of that fantasy because the idea is partly that uh, these people. You know, just because they're well off doesn't make mean that their lives are perfect. Sure. Yeah. And also, like, it is an escapism. It's Jane Austen. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So maybe more Jane Eyre, but yeah. So and it has these heightened emotions. Melodrama has an emotional logic to its storytelling, yeah. As opposed to a logical logic, yeah. which is one of the reasons. <laughs> also known as logic. Yeah, one of the reasons why Bollywood, which also has an emotional logic to its storytelling, uh, is so ripe with good melodrama and this is i think a perfect example it also has this amazing lush cinematography again this film did look gorgeous on amazon prime but it's just like the the colors were so vibrant Mm -hmm. and chopra was just filming everything with like the perfect kind of haziness well when they with the lens when jaya bachan and rekha meet up in the forest and (gasps) there's, there's like a fog machine going and they're looking in alternate directions you say well this is bergman yeah, that was Bergman meets Cirque in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there was also lots of superimposing. Oh, the superimposing! You know, two lovers torn aside by fate. That kind yeah, of thing. yeah. So, so the scene that that I'm in love with, where uh, Jayabacha and Rekha kind of like meet in the forest, they have a conversation, but they walk just past one another, so their yeah. backs are to one another. And the it's way very theatrical, the it's super theatrical, and the way that Chopra frames it. And, and edits it so kind of you get like not always the both of them in the same shot but then when you so you get like one person talking then the next one and then you do get the both of them in the same shot it's just it's absolutely gorgeous yeah Bergman by way of Cirque in India okay. I was so floored by how beautiful that shot was counterpoint the first hour of this movie could have been five minutes long <sighs> I okay I, I know you're going to complain about the length of both of these films uh, and I hey, think- Kank, things are happening. <laughs> Constantly, things are happening in that movie. Silsila, we know he's in the army. Which is shorter than Kank. Yes. Yeah. Which, by the way, we will... We're I mean, we'll get to it, Kank. but we're going to be calling it Kank. Yeah. Or Kank. Yeah. I think Kank. <laughs> Kank. Um, but like Silsila, you meet the two brothers, you meet the two girls. Um, they basically start... Rekha and Bachan start dating. Amitabh Bachan start dating. And uh, Shashi Kapoor and Jai Bachan are like... Yep, we're going to live together forever. Everything's going to be fine. And then something bad happens. I And that's when the movie starts. I think in general, the pacing is very good. I like that you spend some time kind of falling in love with these characters and and the dynamic between the brothers and then also between their respective girlfriends. Counterpoint. I, as soon as I see Amitabh Bachchan, Rekha, and Shashi Kapoor, I'm already in love with them. I don't need to have it laid out for me again. You're not in love with Jaya Bachchan? She's fine. <laughs> okay. She's not luminescent like those three. That's fair. Uh, and, and also fair, we've seen less of her films. Sure. So I think we are bringing less of uh, a love for her when we, when we come to this film. Uh, no, I, th- I, think, I think it's good that we spend some time with these characters, that we really kind of get into it. I don't think the pacing is perfect, but I don't have a problem with, like, the first third. The second two hours are okay. I think the finale is a bit rushed. The finale... It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly... I, I think he maybe ran out of ways to finish this story. Because it ends... I hesitate to say it ends in a melodramatic fashion, but it does. It end, it's one of the most melodramatic things I've ever seen. But, like... There's a scene where Bachan has to fight a guy in a parking lot, and then there's a fairly heroic ending action sequence thing. And I feel like this is the actor saying, I need something here. Mm. Think about um, think I, about Kabi Kabi, which ends in, like, again, Shashi Kapoor, I think. Or is it Rishi? It's Rishi. It was sh- it's, yeah, Rishi. But, like, driving around the coal mine as it's blowing up on his motorcycle. <laughs> like, this is one of those, like, we got to leave him with something exciting endings. Yeah, I I like the tone and the resolution of the ending, but I do agree with you that 
It's a bit over the top. It involves a plane crash. A and, plane crash, people being it, on fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a bit over the top, but I do think that that tone and, and the resolution that it comes to is the right way to end the film. It is it is keeping in with everything else that goes on, but action-wise and like things that happen, completely absent from the rest of the movie. Well, other than that, There's fight some, scene. Amy Tepachin does beat up a guy. In a parking lot in a for parking calling... Lot. For calling Rekka a bitch, I think. Yeah, because yeah. then she peels off in her car. And we get a little bit of, like, fighter pilot stuff early on. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, some, I think, regrettable stock footage. Yeah. Yeah, that really doesn't look as good as the rest of the movie. No, you could definitely tell. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, I thought the tone was all over the place. I mean, that's kind of Bollywood for you sometimes, though. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it well enough. I liked Kank better. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I was really taken with this. Uh, I think the performances are really strong. Mm-hmm. The chemistry between all of these characters uh, really just like you could you could feel the tensions. I think. Well, that holy dance. Oh my god! When Jayabachan and Sanjeev Kumar are just like pulled it on a tick. <laughs> I think there might be something going on between these two. Is there like? rolling all over each other and throwing colors at each other like hmm he's singing a whole song about how much he's in love with this young maiden i wonder if something's up here yeah the the songs here really propel the action forward uh which i really liked and i think again like they they bring you to the inner monologue the inner life of these characters Mm-hmm. Which and so I think that I know you were going to complain that there are too many songs because like what the soundtrack has like sixteen. There's a lot of songs, <laughs> but I think they're really well used and they're exquisitely shot. They are uh, shot. Really you know, well. like like we like you were saying, like superimposing uh, images on top of one another to just like evoke these these larger than life feelings. Mm-hmm. They go to the Netherlands for one song. <laughs> they go there for a couple songs, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the locations are beautiful. Uh, I mean, and that's something that Yash Chopra is known for famously. He was in love with Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he loves filming things in the mountains, and there, there are some mountain shots here as well. Some, like, rolling around in the snow or just like, wait, that's going to be really cold. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Raka and Amitabh Bachchan were, like, making out in the snow, and I was like, so cold. So cold. Why yeah. are you doing that? They go to Kashmir quite a bit and Shimla. Yeah, they And Shimla. there's actually a lot of snow. And Bachchan has a pretty hilarious fur coat that he wears. <laughs> the fashion in this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie, actually. Just <laughs> these crazy outfits. The doctor guy, not so much, but... Uh, um, I really like him, though. And one thing... He's, he's a good, like, Baxter, right? He's, yeah. He's a Baxter. And that's one thing that I actually really appreciate about the film, is they don't make Rekha's husband out to be some sort of mean guy mm-hmm. that Amitabh Bachchan needs to save her from. And they don't make... Jaya Bachchan out to be some sort of nag that mm-hmm. Amitabh Bachchan needs to escape. Although I never, up until the very end, never got the sense that Amitabh was in love with her back. Uh, I think she falls in love with him much quicker than he falls in love with her. I think that's fair. Like, he's he's doing it out of sense of duty, and yeah. I guess he's focusing on his career and getting rich. But, I like, the scenes together are fairly, like, chaste. I think he's starting to get there, but then sees Rekka again, and that just kind of rekindles everything in him. Mm-hmm. And the stuff with Rekka, like, pretty... Pretty, pretty steamy. steamy. yeah. It's yeah. very sensual. Mm-hmm. And their chemistry, it's really... It's, it's really palpable. They're burning up the screen. <laughs> they they really are. And Bachchan, like, refuses to button up his shirt. I think it's down to belly button level in this one. <laughs> right, he low. does. He does dress like a Coke dealer for, like, the last <laughs> half of the movie. Yeah. With these hilariously huge sunglasses, which are back in now, so... No, I, small sunglasses are in now. Okay, maybe a couple of years ago the big sunglasses were back. No, 90s, like, Matrix sunglasses are in. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, he's but got, I'm not for it. I like big sunglasses. He's got the big sunglasses. He's got the shirt open to his belly button. He's got the sort of pastel suits. Yeah. It's, a, it's is, a great look. It is. Wreck is absolutely adorable in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you really... You really feel for this, like she she goes through such a such an arc of being kind of this young impressionable girl falling in love with this guy, getting her heart broken, resigning herself to this marriage with this doctor who 
really He's a nice loves, enough guy. He really loves her. And I think like he knows she doesn't love him back in the same way. Mm-hmm. And and he kind of respects that. And he's just doing his best. This is going to come up and, when you have arranged marriages. People are not yeah. stones. They're going to have things that were happening before. Yeah. And and he recognizes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't know. I just I thought this was a really compelling and moving film. I really liked it. I'm going to talk about you and Shashi Kapoor are too old. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, they're... They, they are old. They're both in their 40s or... I think Bachan maybe late 30s. Yeah. They're pretty old for the characters they're playing. Like, they would be the end time. Like, they would be the end game versions mm-hmm. at their current age. Well, and I, I don't remember all the names, but I was reading some of the other casting um, suggestions that Chopra had had, and some of the actresses Bachan thought were too young for him. Right. Well, they probably were. Yeah. He's almost got, like... He's got at least 15 years on record, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought this was a very mature and just lush film. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, like... It's very Cirquean. I wanted to bathe in it. And, yeah. oh... You might call it a Cirque du Soleil. No one... Come on. That was good. <laughs> sure. No one pouts... As well as Rekka does. Yeah. When she's, like, brooding by her, like, stacks of roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't say that uh, Amitabh kind of romances her by kind of extorting her address out of a friend of his and then sending her um, cassettes with poems that he writes on them. Yeah. Seems like a pretty good move. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, you should use it sometime if you ever decide <laughs> to have an affair. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I have to get a, a boombox and then record poems without you noticing since we're in the house all day long together. I mean, this could be my craziest caper yet. Yeah. All right, so that's Silsila. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm happy I saw it. I I think there's other movies from the period that I like better. I think if it was a bit shorter, you would like it more. Yeah. Because yeah. you like Cirque. Yeah. Yeah. I do, and his movies are maybe two hours long. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a bit shorter. It would grab you more. Yeah. But those heightened emotions, like... I, it's I, also hard to stay on that emotional level for three hours long. Yeah. Right? I don't want to ruin, like, everything that happens, but there's one There's one in particular uh, after Bak- Bakchan and Bakchan are married that I just... I mean, you see it coming from a mile away. Mm, right. But yeah. I think it's so well executed and just so like it's perfect Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that that's exactly exactly what you need in a melodrama yeah that's the sort of thing that happens in a melodrama yeah yeah it's perfect all right uh so that was silsila we're gonna take a quick break now we are going to listen to ladki hi ya shola from With Pod Power, ATB is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, we're giving a Pod Power shout out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Hosts Tanya Ball, Sheila Larock, and Kayla Larson are three Metis librarians representing nations from across the homeland. Now they have banded together to chat books, culture, and anything else that comes up. Book Women was recently added to Indian and Cowboys Podcast Incubator Program for emerging voices that contribute positively to the Indigenous podcasting space. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. So football, or as we call it, soccer, isn't as popular here in North America as in other parts of the world. But that doesn't mean that there are no soccer fans and no local soccer teams. In fact, there's a whole podcast on the Alberta Podcast Network for Edmontonian soccer fans. The Loyal Company of the River Valley is a podcast about FC Edmonton and other Canadian Premier League news. You can find the Loyal Company of the River Valley and other Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB Podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. 
So that was Ladki Hayashola from Silsala. It's the scene where uh, Amitabh and Rekha meet at a wedding. Yeah, it's great. And she she's wearing this like pink outfit, yeah. long braid. Absolutely adorable. It's nice. So, Kabida Alvida Nakena. Henceforth known as Kank. Kank. Never or, say goodbye. Okay, Kank or Kank? I think it's Kank. Kank, okay. Because it's kind of like Kank. It's really too bad that the that the second word doesn't, doesn't start, start with, with an I. I. Yeah. yeah. Well, that could be the sequel. Uh, it means Never Say Goodbye in English. Came out in 2006, directed by... Who else? <laughs> but Karen Johar. Yeah. Uh, features pretty much an all-star cast. Yeah. Uh, Shah Rukh Khan, Rani Mukherjee, Abhishek Bachchan, Preeti Zinta, Amitabh Bachchan, again, Kieran Kerr, and also Arjun Rampal, John Abraham, and Casual. In friendlies, in, like, guest appearances. Yeah. Arjun Rampal, not actually sure what he was doing in the movie, because I He's thought... Preeti Zinta's boss! I thought that he was going to end up being the Black Beast, and he was not. Okay, we will have a much longer discussion about the Black Beast. <laughs> yeah. So this was a huge smash hit, it was the highest-grossing Indian film of all time at one point overseas. overseas. Uh, the script is in the Academy's library. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, Abhishek- they acquired it for study so people can have access to it. Abhishek Bachchan won Best Supporting Actor at the Filmfare Awards. Interesting. Hmm. I thought he was okay. <laughs> uh, and the film was also nominated for 11 more, including Best Film, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor. For Amitabh Bachchan. For Amitabh Bachchan. Okay. Dude. And Best Supporting Actress times two. Yeah. For Preeti Zinta and Kiran Kerr. Hmm. I guess Preeti Zinta is probably, yeah, supporting. She's not in it as much as Rani Mukherjee. Which is why she would be a supporting I know. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, all four characters... You know, they they do have a decent amount of screen time. Yeah. Like, it's not like you see someone's wife once and then you feel bad that they're getting cheated yeah. on. And I think the plot of this, which I know you're about to get into, has a lot of strong parallels with Silsala. So, terror has struck New York City as a creature of the night known as the Black Beast <laughs> is stealing children from out of there. Are you not going to start with, like, the prologue? Nope. Uh, the Black Beast reigns supreme over New York City. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so... Five years before the movie really begins, Shah Rukh Khan is a soccer player playing in what is apparently the very popular American <laughs> soccer league. Yeah, that's... we looked it up. It's Connecticut that the big one, the big uh, uh, stadium they're in is. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I understand that soccer or football is probably a popular sport. Uh, Everywhere except for the U.S. Yeah, basically. and in India, so yeah. it would make sense. But it is not a popular sport in the United States. No, like they're they're trying, and they're doing things like starting their own kind of firms, like like soccer hooligans, to try and like promote their teams. But it, it just seems yeah. like a pale imitation. Yeah, and they brought over David Beckham to play for LA at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he still is. And I believe in this movie... I know so much about sports, guys. I believe in this movie, at one point, the city of Chicago plays the state of Ohio <laughs> at, at soccer. So, that was funny. Anyway, uh, Shark is a pretty well-paid soccer star. Uh, he wins the game. And I think they call it football, right? I think they say football, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they would just, call it soccer. Just making it even more confusing. But uh, he wins the big game while his wife, Preeti Zinta, lands a new gig at a fashion magazine. Yes. So things are going good for that family. Um, while going to see his mother, who's a caterer, at this big house, which kind of looks like a golf course, uh, he runs into Rani Mukherjee, who's getting married that day, and his mother's catering the, the uh, um, wedding. And they have like, like a five-minute talk, maybe. Five, six minutes. It's pretty short. Mm-hmm. But you get the sense that these two would actually get along pretty well. And then Shark Khan's hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> twist! <laughs> what a twist! Uh, <laughs> apparently a recurring theme for Shark Khan. Getting hit by cars, I guess. But and he doesn't um, lose his memory. He doesn't lose his memory. Randy Mukherjee is getting married to Abhishek Bakchan whose father is Amitabh Bachchan, just like in real life. Mm -hmm. And she grew up in their family. Like, she's an orphan, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she grew up with them. And it seemed like it was just kind of a foregone conclusion that she would get married to Abhishek. So fast forward five years, and Shahrukh is now, he's got a limp. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's kind of pissed off all the time. And 
From what I can tell, he does coach his son's soccer team, but I don't know what his job is. Does he have a job apart from that? I think he is a children's soccer coach. Yeah. Later on, he gets like a job offer to coach soccer somewhere else. Toronto. But like he's often going to work and like he has a briefcase <laughs> and stuff. But I don't know what's in there. Like smaller soccer balls, maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure. A ball on a pump? Yeah. That's oh, <laughs> yeah, a deflated soccer ball. <laughs> but anyway... Um, his kid really doesn't like soccer, though. His kid really wants to play the violin. But I get it, though. Like, your dad's a <laughs> soccer player who was cut down in his prime, and he wants you to be a soccer player now. Totally makes sense why the kid doesn't like soccer. Still hate the child. He's a horrible <laughs> actor. Very annoying. He's not in it much. Um, after the game, Shahrukh takes the kid to the train station where the kid is uh, set upon by the Black Beast, who the only distinguishing feature we know about this creature is that they wear a long leather jacket. Black coat. Black coat. Yeah. But wouldn't you know it, Ronnie Mukherjee and Shower Khan are both wearing black <laughs> black uh, leather jackets. Yeah, so Shower Khan is scolding his kid, and Rani Mukherjee overhears this and thinks, oh my god, he must be the black beast. Sidebar, so- he is a terrible father in this movie. He says he's going to chop his <laughs> kid up and turn him into a booster juice. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's actually kind of abusive. So Randy Mukherjee like grabs the kid's hand and like runs off with him, and so she, because she's also wearing a black coat, and they've already mentioned that the black beast could be a man or a woman. Yes. Uh, Sharikhan thinks that the black beast is running off with this kid. This is like the second meet. This is the meet. Yeah. This is how they they reacquaint themselves with one another. Um, then the black they both beast end up sub- in the hospital. The black beast subplot is. Then dropped the immediately. Black Beast of Blood is promptly forgotten. And we thought it was going to come up again. And the rest of the movie, anytime there's anyone wearing a black coat, you and I were like, it must be the Black yeah, Beast. Yeah, Arjun Rampal has like a cool leather jacket. I'm like, ah, the Black Beast. Yeah. His, so, he's arrived again. But So also, that's our big theory before we get back to the actual Arjun film. Arjun Rampal is the Black Beast. Arjun Rampal is the Black Beast. If Probably you, cut to make it only three and a half hours long. <laughs> if you have any other suggestions as to who the Black Beast is, please share them with us. No, don't share them with us. Share them with the New York City Police Department. We need to stop this creature. Oh, right, because you, you think that it's real and still out there. Yeah. yeah okay. um, Rady Mokuchi also has a kid with her at this point, like from school. She's a teacher. Yeah. And Sharuk's kid like falls in love with her immediately and calls her um, uh, whatever Kajal's name was in... Uh, K3G. Simran. Simran. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's my Simran. This is also not really explained because Rani Mukherjee's big thing is that she can't have children. She's sad about it. Yes, yeah. Rani Mukherjee, that's kind of established in an earlier scene with Abhishek Bachchan that she can't have children, so she tends to mother Abhishek Bachchan. Yeah, he's like, I'll be your kid. And they were like... <laughs> That's a fucked up relationship. So at the train station, they run into each other, and then this becomes. Remember how nice and succinct my plot summary of Silsila was? Remember how funny mine was? <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh, Shower Khan and Rani Mukherjee start cheating on their spouses, meeting often at the train station. Yeah, I there mean, you go. That's the rest of the movie. It takes a while for them to start cheating on their spouses, but they uh, become friends first. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 established that they are both in marriages that aren't working for them. So Rani Mukherjee has no like sexual desire for her husband, and he's frequently complaining that she wants to spend all of her time cleaning and tidying up and like mothering him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could very much relate to your spouse wants to spend all the time cleaning. Yeah, not the mothering part, though. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think I'm quite an exact no. dupe for Randy Mukherjee here, but the complaining about, like, Abhishek Bachchan complaining that she wants to clean all the time did feel a bit familiar. That hit home. Well, i just like to have a nice house, Matt. No one's coming over. Doesn't matter. It needs to be nice for us. Like normal people, I think that you clean up your house when someone's coming over. <laughs> and you have an acceptable level of sort of like filth. <laughs> Just acceptable filth that you're fine with. And it's not that bad. No one, no one cares. Aaron I- thinks the queen is coming over every day. So, Anyways. Uh, yeah, so that's Abhishek Bachchan and Rani Mukherjee. Whereas uh, with Shah Rukh Khan and Preeti Zinta... He's just, like, not an attentive husband. He is not invested in her Fairly abusive her towards his son, verbally. Yeah. And he's, 
He feels stuck because he can't play sports anymore. He mm-hmm. apparently has a job. We don't know what it is. And his wife's career is getting good. So I would say, like, Shah Rukh Khan's character really does come off the worst. He's an asshole in this movie. Yeah. Even more than Amitabh in Silsila, who I think is kind of, like, forceful. And he's kind of a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Like, Shah Rukh Khan's probably the villain of this movie. Yeah. If Apart from the Black Beast. But, like, he's he instigates... Basically all of this. Yeah. Uh, at first, Shah Rukh Khan and Rani Mukherjee become friends because they're both trying to find ways to save their marriage. Yeah, books. Uh, their marriages. Uh, Rani Mukherjee is a bit more invested in that than I think Shah Rukh Khan is. Um, but that's like how the friendship starts. Meanwhile... They give each other I mean, friend massages. Yeah. On a bed with some weird white guy watching. That was odd. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amitabh Bachchan and Kieran Kerr... We haven't even talked about him. <laughs> ...become friends. Uh, and kind of their friendship forces like also the two couples yeah. to kind of become closer. Um, and no one knows... Well, Randy Mukherjee, Shah Rukh know. But no one else knows that like they've been carrying on this romance unbeknownst to everyone else. Culminating Though, in Bachchan and Karen Kerr find out pretty quickly. Yeah, also it culminates in an awkward dinner party, which is replicated in Silsila. Well, I guess replicated from Silsila, because there was an awkward dinner party where in Silsila where yeah. uh, Amitabh and Rekha start dancing together, and the two other spouses are like, hmm, they really seem to get along, huh? That's weird. Yeah. In this, Shark's like, I'm sleeping with your wife. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. It's very yeah. weird. But that same thing of kind of like the the two. He's bitter. That's his whole thing. Couples, He's a bitter man. Yeah, the <clears throat> two couples becoming close and a friendship developing between the two of them. That is mirrors Silsila pretty well. We didn't mention that Amitabh Bachchan is rich and is constantly sleeping with hot like, white. Oh women. my god! It's so so much that it was just like, what's your name again? You're Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I don't remember your name. It's really, it's not, oh, God. The characterization of these white women is wild as well. Just, oh, what? The One of them is at, in kind of a fun scene, um, both Rani and Shah Khan think that the other one's spouse is at their house. Oh, right. So, like, and... Uh, so Sharika and Pretty are talking about their son, and they're mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, he felt so bad after seeing what happened. He's so sad. He's taking a bath." And Sharika's like, "He's taking a bath in my house." And meanwhile, um, at um, Rani and Abhishek's house, uh, Amitabh's got a banging white chick there, yeah. And like, she's just dancing around like an idiot, like just saying, I think she's saying Rani's name over and over again, like. It, she's acting like a child, basically. Yeah. And it's just really weird. Yeah, I find Amitabh Bachchan's womanizing is really oddly presented. He does get these kind of speeches. He's a, a big birthday party, which is 70s themed. 60s or, Sorry, themed. 60s themed. Supposedly. Supposedly. Allegedly. <laughs> was it 50s themed? I think it was 60s themed, allegedly. Point is, it had a decade theme, and it didn't really feel like anyone was... I think because they had to do the Marilyn Monroe seven-year itch I'm pretty sure it's 60s-themed, and the dresses were wrong. <laughs> yeah, they were, because they're, like, multicolored. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll figure this out later. <laughs> Point is, uh, the costumes were horrid. Uh, so he has this... It was this, a weird party. Yeah. He has this speech at his birthday party uh, about how much he, like, misses his wife, and he wasn't allowed to, like look or touch when he was with his wife and now that she's gone he can't and so I don't know they present his womanizing a bit sweetly at times but just like Amitabh Bachchan's portrayal as a horny old man just feels really incongruous with a lot of what else is going on it's just very broad the outfits in this movie okay so Sosala they were extra they looked they did look very like late 70s but it made sense yeah right Oh, this movie, the, the clothes are so bad. But And the makeup. And those the makeup, thin even I no- styling. Even I noticed the makeup, and that never happens. And I'm like, why does Randy Mukherjee's face look like Dory from uh, Finding Nemo? Why is her face, why are her eyes that color? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I will say, early 2000s is kind of the worst. It's the tackiest era. I would say least- the 90s, but you like that shit. Yeah, people like the 90s. 
I don't. Uh, right now, early 2000s, I think, is very, very tacky. With time, I don't think this stuff will feel dated in the same way. You know, because we used to feel that the 80s and 90s were really tacky and dated. Now, they feel more retro. Now, Apart from grunge, it's so shitty. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but with time, you know, we're still kind of <clears throat> close enough to this that we see the... the the styling and we cringe i don't know why i think it I was think with time that cringe factor goes away no but think about it why is um karina kapoor khan's wardrobe in uh kabakushi kabagam why is that fun whereas this is weird and they're not that far apart mm. and like rithik roshan at the club he's dressed like an early <laughs> 2000s raver but it like kind of works for him and meanwhile like the uh Oh, seven they, seven for all humanity jeans and like these terrible jackets with weird fringes and uh, Amitabh Bachchan's awful glasses and zip up hoodies to make him look like a Russian coke dealer. Like <laughs> these all look so bad. I think there's something more youthful. Was Manish Malhotra behind this one? Uh yeah, he he did okay. some of the, co- the costumes. I think, and I mean, we should say Karen Johar like started or. Maybe he didn't start because I think he started his career in TGLJ as Rocky. But uh, he's he's worked a lot as a stylist in a costume. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have no doubt that he thought that these were totally on trend. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he was kind of known for putting trendy clothes in his movies. I think he probably still is known for that. Um, so I think there's something kind of more innocent and naive about Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum. Mm-hmm. And and youthful for sure. You know, Pooh's wardrobe is fun because she's like a high school student or like a college student. See, there's the difference but is that Amitabh Bachchan like in that movie, all he wears is like giant cord sweaters. <laughs> and this, he's trying to look cool and it's it doesn't yeah. work. I just, I, I, I find like, yeah, the, the early to mid 2000s still very tacky. I think with time... I won't. Did this come up but before? Right now, I do. Did this come up before Om Shanti Om? Or at, this is after? This is before Om Shanti Om for sure. Yeah. Because this this clothing style is what Om in the future part of Om Shanti Om we're supposed to think he's crass and weird. Yeah. This is that like this is that played straight though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's hideous styling. Anyway, I thought the movie was fun. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. There's some crazy-ass twists and turns. And anytime the child is on screen, it's awful. But, like, I like that Shah Khan is actually playing a character. Because, like, yeah. Amitabh Bachchan and Rekha are, like, per- everyone in that movie is just, like, a perfect person, right? Yeah. There aren't really any bad sides to them. They've engineered a situation where cheating on your wife is actually, like, you totally get it. And mm-hmm. no one's a bad person, but there's also no conflict. Right. Apart from, well, I want to do this, but I can't because of society. In this, Shower Khan is just like, yep, I'm a bitter, uh, I'm a bitter asshole, and I want to do this. And I, if it ruins four, if it ruins two uh, relationships, I'm fine with that. And I think that's more interesting. Though, Ami Sabachan is totally prepared to ruin relationships in Silsala at some point. Yeah, I know. He wants to. I, I think he's also maybe the villain of that film. I guess, it, yeah, if he, but... His reason for Other than the guy who drove the plane. His yes. <laughs> that guy, the plane driver, he sucks. The pilot. That's what they're called. <laughs> the two pilots, the one that shoots down Shashi Kapoor and then the other one yeah. who's just bad at plane driving. <laughs> okay. What I will say about Kank, I think it tonally I found this more all over all over the place. It is a Karen so Johar feature. It's so. totally Karen Johar. <laughs> yeah. I think when you strip back some of the silliness and, and the broader comedy stuff, it is a very mature story. Mm-hmm. And I do think these are really good performances. Yeah. I was really impressed, especially with Preeti Zinta and Abhishek Bakjan. Mm-hmm. I know you're surprised that Abhishek Bakjan got the film for award, but I thought they were both really strong and and the scenes between the two of them where they kind of talk about their marital problems but also how much they love their partners i just mm-hmm. found heartbreaking because you as the audience member are aware that their partners are cheating on they're them. boning down at the radisson at that very moment yeah i think there's some really complicated emotions in this film and and joe Hart 
does a does a decent job of navigating them and trying to kind of tug at all of the strings, all of all of the different emotions that come out of an event like this. Well, this is like in a Cirk movie, generally everyone is also in the right all the time. Right. Whereas this in a Karen Johar movie, there are people like acting according to their wills and it's not necessarily the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. they're doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so I did like it. It it was a bit broad and a bit kind of dated in, in its aesthetics. You think? Uh, <laughs> but but I, I did think it was good. The the songs are quite fun mm-hmm. uh, and they're really kind of well realized. There's this amazing song sequence where um, they kind of go through all the colors of the rainbow and ev- like they have mm-hmm. these kind of huge um, huge. Cast. Set pieces. Yeah, yeah, these huge set pieces where everyone is like all wearing the same color. Mm-hmm. That's really lovely. Kajal shows up for a dance sequence. That's super fun. John Abraham is a DJ at the club and Preeti Zinta gets down. That's pretty fun. Uh, I wouldn't say that like compare. So this is the. We've now seen all Karen Johar films. Mm-hmm. This one is certainly not my favorite. But it's also not my least favorite. I feel like I'd be more likely to watch this one again. Yeah. Like, Habikashi Kabigam, it's good. I liked it, but it's it's so earnest mm-hmm. that I don't know if I have room in me. I just love Student of the Year so much. Student of the Year is probably... Yeah, we've watched that like three times. So <laughs> just, that's just a... I love Student of the that's Year. That's just a fun movie. And I think Johar's approach really works for, like, Student of the Year because it's, like, Archie. Yeah. And hear That's him, a time when you could be melodramatic and over yeah, the top. Yeah, and hear him trying to tell like a more mature story about adults. There's something that does... That doesn't... like. I think some of that comedy stuff, yeah, with like Amway Tapachan, like it just really kind of brings the film down in places. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I, I wouldn't do say like that Karen it. Johar is amazing at comedy. Or maybe he is, it's just not to my taste. Hey, Lisa Hayden in Adel Hemmerschko. She's good, and also... That, that's she's funny. Yeah. Side splitting. Best part of that film. Um, probably. <laughs> and uh, DJ Ali. DJ Ali. Yeah, I like him Love too. DJ Ali. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shania saying Shania over and over again, and also everyone in town thinking that oh, Siddharth Malhotra's in town. Who's this cool kid? Like that's just, that's good comedy. I like that. Yeah. Oh, student of the year. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess like ultimately. I think we really appreciated this film. Yeah, it's a good time capsule. And also, yeah. all the acting is good. Yeah. And I think right. it was shot really well. It's just, yeah, it's, it's it kind of silly sometimes. It gets kind of steamy. It does. We were... At the Radisson, they, they're always funny to me that they specifically go to a Radisson hotel. Uh, oh, yeah, we should talk about any of the, these locations. A lot of it wasn't actually shot in New York. But we don't know New York well enough. Uh, but we don't know New York well enough to... to tell you uh you know whether that's whether new york seemed accurate or not but i suspect it didn't could be new haven connecticut could you be recognized Philadelphia. a steakhouse though right oh yeah delmonico's they go to delmonico's mm-hmm. which i saw in a video on eater about the oldest restaurant in america you also pegged and i was very impressed with this one that they go to an agent provocateur yep well, i bet a few of those in my day and, and then she doesn't actually wear any agent provocateur. No, and then it's notable that when she shows up in whatever she's bought at agent provocateur, she has the bag there, and it is an AP bag. Yeah. Because nowhere in the store did they have like the AP name, but you were immediately like, "That's an agent provocateur," and I was like, "Oh yeah, totally is," because I recognized that. Like in 2006, I was paying attention to their lingerie. <laughs> Still paying attention to their lingerie. Uh, so yeah, we pegged that right away. <laughs> but so she has oh god, so she has the bag, but she is not wearing something. She's, she's wearing, wearing like some a, weird, something you could buy from like Frankie's of Hollywood. Some weird superhero costume thing. Yes. And then she's she's blindfolded herself to sexually whip Abhishek, mm. and then there's a bunch of guys there. I mean, you know, judge not lest yeah. you be judged, but still, like it's. Uh, that's the kind of silly humor that, you know, yeah. th- there's other things you could do with that setup that I think would be funnier. Yeah. Rather than like, whoops, accidental horniness. So when we mentioned that we were discussing this film on Twitter, we had a few people say that they remember when the film came out and that people were quite shocked and upset 
Mm. uh, because of the subject matter, because it dealt with adultery. And so it does to me kind of feel like I I can't put it, or trying to put it in the context of, it does kind of feel like Karen Johar was trying to smuggle in some more mature themes and a more mature storyline into this film. This is a more mature movie than Ideal High Mushka, which is an overgrown teenager ruining people's lives. Yeah. And it does it does get pretty sexy. Like despite the fact that Shabar Khan never kisses on screen because he didn't kiss till Jab Takai John, which seems a little ridiculous because he has quite the scenes with Randy Mukherjee and he just kinda like nuzzles her. Mm-hmm. And they sexually massage. And to a certain extent I found this like the quote unquote sex scene with Randy Mukherjee far more like erotic, like certain scenes with her far more erotic than if he just kissed her. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those weird things that by like not kissing, they go just like in another place. Well, it's doing that far more suggestive. It's doing the Antonio Banderas and Sama Hayek and Desperado thing uh-huh. where it's like they're doing everything but screwing. <laughs> and it's yeah, it works. Yeah. You took you put two beautiful people in a room, it's going to do something. Yeah. Take their clothes off too. So, yeah, I think I think both of these films were were well worth it. I prefer Silsila. Sounds like you preferred Kank. Mhm. I mean, yeah, it's the difference between DC and Marvel Comics. Okay. DC is all about gods dealing with god problems. That's Silsila. These are like four like kind of totemic creatures who have they've they just manifested a way in which to have an adultery story without anyone being the villain? Mm. Really, I think Amita Bachan's a bit of a villain, but continue a little bit. In Kank, it's Marvel Comics. They're all pretty neurotic, right? And they're all dealing with things on top of wanting to, you know, do adultery. Mm-hmm. And I just found that more interesting. But I will say the frankness about sex. Uh, I I don't think we we've really seen in too much in kind of this era of Bollywood, certainly for a When did Ben Baja Barat come out? Uh, a few years later. So that's pretty sexy. Yeah. 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 And Delhi Belly, but that's later too. Yeah, I'm just saying for like... I'm just I mean, trying to think We are by things. no means complete experts on all Bollywood films from We've the We've watched a lot of 2000s. To mid-2000s, but for something this big, this mainstream with these stars yeah. and Karen Johar as director... Um, I think it's there spicy, is, yeah. yeah, there is some some frankness in the way that it deals with sex that I found a bit surprising. Yes, yeah, which is probably why people's grandmothers were scandalized when they took them to see to the theaters. Yeah, in two thousand six, it originally got an R from the MPAA. What? Yeah, they repealed it to. Are you PG-13. kidding me? No, an R. No, for what? <laughs> Steamy Matt. Man, the MPAA is stupid. <laughs> All right, and on that note, it, it's it was probably they thought this Indian movie is going to be too popular. Let's handicap it by giving it an R. Or maybe they just found the Black Beast terrifying. Maybe, yeah. I mean, he's still out there. <laughs> yeah, it's fourteen years now. No one's caught him. All right, and on him or her, I shouldn't be so gender normative. Yes. On that note, I think we're ready to wrap up this episode. Yep. All right, uh, we will be back in two weeks. What are we going to be discussing, Matt? We are going to watch The Family Man, yeah. uh, show that every episode is probably better than the last one so far. Yeah. I'm really liking it. Yeah. So as we talked about in our last episode, uh, we're going to cover The Family Man, so that's going to be our next one. It's on Netflix and Dill. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Bollywoodisforlovers.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash bollywoodisforlovers, at bollywoodpod on Twitter. I'm at Matt underscore B-U-W-E-S. I'm at Ernie Fraser, E-R-N-E, F-R-E-S-E-R. Leave us a, re- a review on all of your devices, especially Apple Podcasts. We like that one. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, you can subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. We just did an episode on um, 10 and, and God Created Woman, movies that launched sex symbols. <laughs> and I just uh, guested on uh, Manish Mathur's uh, it Pod to Be You. Mm-hmm. Talk about one of my favorite movies. Uh, another movie about godlike beings called uh, My Man Godfrey. Sure. He's the best butler who ever lived. Sure, a godlike butler. He's the king of butlers. Uh, we want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Mm-hmm. And I uh, want to thank you yeah, for thank staying you. indoors for listening. and not touching each other unless yeah. you want to, if it's forbidden. <laughs> 
Okay, bye. <laughs>